to start? We're going to start. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody out there. Okay, and we're sorry we're late. <laughs> they don't have to know about that. <laughs> but they've come to expect they, the proverbial they, our beautiful <laughs> audience, made up of all kinds of people, have now become regulars, Winston. <laughs> We need to give the people what they want. We are giving the people what they want right now. Yes, look at us. We are back. We're back. This is married. <laughs> I feel like we should like introduce ourselves. I'll be like, this is Lala. And this like, is Winston. No, but you'll say this is Stone. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know if people know me on this podcast is Stone. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. I tried to change my Instagram username to this is Lala so that it was more like cohesive with our brand. Mm. Um, and someone else is using it. Oh, no. I another know. Lala in the world? Yeah, there's another this is Lala. Oh. So I have to remain Lala on the run for now. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, people, I hope all is well. We want to come back with a different topic this time. We're not fighting anymore, so <laughs> now we can eat. <laughs> Something we can all agree on, other than last week's disagreements. Um, but we want to talk about food. Yay! Let's eat. The key to our relationship. <laughs> so we started talking about this, you know, like building up this topic because we had some amazing burgers last night which we'll talk about a little bit later Mm, but this kind of spurred us to um think about food and its presence in our relationship and like how we've kind of developed this this whole kind of foodie vibe within our relationship and i know there are people who follow us on instagram just because they think that we're like hardcore foodies and things like that but um it kind of you know, you know, encouraged us to revisit some of those things. So we want to share that with you all today. Um, and basically, our relationship pretty much started with food. Lauren, I think on our, what, second date or maybe third date, invited me up to her apartment. She was living in Queens at the time and cooked a ridiculous dinner. Like... <laughs> So many courses, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Yeah, uh, and I also on our on our first date, like on our first official date, I I also like made sure that you had kind of the what I knew to be the the best of the best in New York at the time because you were visiting from far away, and I was like, "Oh." Let's go have this amazing pizza. So we went to Artichoke when there was only one Artichoke on the planet. <laughs> and then we went to Blue Owl, rest in peace, Blue Owl. And we had some really tasty cocktails. Did we have wine or cocktails? We had whiskey. Oh, we had whiskey. Because that's why I knew that you were like, I, I liked you when you ordered whiskey. It's like, oh, it's a whiskey girl. Oh, you like me? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just getting into my whiskey feelings because for a long time I thought that brown liquor and I didn't get along, but when in fact I was just not having the good brown liquor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yes, I did make you that nice meal. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the catalyst. And, you know, I come to expect Lauren, like, cooking. Um, that's one of the highlights of our relationship. And that's, like, one of the highlights of, I don't know, when Lauren just decides to cook, that's, like, the highlight of the week. Because... <laughs> You know you're going to get the good stuff. <laughs> she puts her foot into everything. And, I, you know, we joke that uh, I'm a cook. I cook for sustenance. Lauren is a chef. She knows, you know, she doesn't really use the recipes. And she, like, puts a little dash here and sprinkle there. Oh, and honey, you're making me blush. <laughs> All these people are going to want food from me. <laughs> the secret is out. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Hanging so, up my apron. <laughs> um, so, Winston I mean, claims that I trapped him because of all of this. That I cooked and cooked until he was just on the hook, couldn't go anywhere else where else was he gonna get this amazing chef in ho- in house and then as soon as we got married i stopped cooking <laughs> it was a wrap people it was a wrap <laughs> maybe she cooks like a few times a year yeah <laughs> i don't deny it that you trapped me um, I don't deny that I cook maybe a few times a year. <laughs> but, okay, but we have an explanation for this. We do? Yeah, here I go again talking about my mom. Hi, mom. She's going to get mad. <laughs> but- Uh-oh. I didn't say it. Did not say it, Miss Paula. <laughs> but she told me that, you know, when I was a kid and growing up in our house, that my my dad, like, cooked a lot and he cooked for us a lot of the time so this is just it's just what i know i know that the the man is supposed to throw down you know put those gender roles on their head my mom was like i'll take care of the baby you do the rest (laughs) so so much so that my dad like went away on a business trip (laughs) And I legit looked at him. I think I was maybe three or four. This is a story that my mom told me. I don't remember this at all. But he like was walking out of the door and I was like, but who is going to cook? (laughs) My mom looked at me sideways and she was like, I'm going to cook you crazy person. Um, But seriously, shout out to my parents. They're the reason why I cook so well. Well, yes, thank you. They throw it down. Thank you. Even my dad, even though he fooled me for years and years, I swore up and down that he had the only and the best recipe for buffalo wings, and I found the recipe on the back of the Frank's Red Hot Sauce bottle Uh four days ago. I mean, four (laughs) four days ago, four years ago, and my mind was blown, and I was like, Dad... The greatest heist of all time. <laughs> now that secret is out. Yep. Uh, so let's move on from spilling secrets. Um, you know, let's maybe talk about, you know, so yes, Lauren loves to cook. I, 
I have cooked before, but cooking to me is very stressful. And the last thing I want to do after a stressful day of work is cook. Like, basically, after we record this podcast, we have to figure out <laughs> cooking because <laughs> I have to eat dinner. Um, yeah. And that's like a thing where I'm like dreading it. And I feel like when Lauren, and not saying like Lauren is like different, but like Lauren, like you can like go into the kitchen and you have a sense of purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have that. Um, and I kind of miss, I, I mean, I, I, and one day I want to have that, but I feel like what makes you such a great cook is the fact that you do have that this purpose and you do kind of put that love into the food. I could teach you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll teach you how to cook, babe. All right. You heard it first. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, I think you just, you like recipes. Like, it's hard to put into words what I do. I think you'll have to do what your, what Cousin Nelson did um, when he wanted to know how, what was, the, what's that recipe that the doobie? Makes? Yeah. The doobie? <laughs> he wanted to know how to make doobie. And it's this old family recipe, and which I don't have, by the way. We don't have, like, old recipes. Like, every now and then I'll call my mom and be like, how do you make this again? But (laughs) 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 we don't have, like, things that have been passed down for generations or, like, stuff that, like, you remember having when you were little. Anyway, he, like, followed her around in the kitchen because she didn't know what the recipe was. She Mm. just put it together yeah (laughs) and so he would he took like full packaged the ingredients of everything brought it to her house and you know like the bag of flour is however many ounces and he had a scale there so she would use an amount from the bag of flour and then he would just subtract on the scale how much was left to determine how much went into the recipe um, but even that, like, I think he said it still didn't come out the same. <laughs> I mean, that, that secret ingredient is love. That's and, what you got to do. You know, you can't, you can't replicate that. Have you ever read the book, Like Water for Chocolate? No. Okay, it's an excellent book. You should read it. Okay. I forget who it's by, um, but I had to read it a lot in school. I'm not sure why. Maybe because it's Mexican folk- folklore. Um, and I'm from California. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the main character in the book is a, is a cook and it's one of like the things that she's really good at. And she puts a lot of her, what you say, love in the food. Mm-hmm. And it's a, there's a movie too, I think. Um, so you could watch the movie if you wanted to. I, I remember like hearing about the, the movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we'll start there. And isn't that the name of a common album? Uh, is it? <laughs> we'll find out. Anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I I feel like, you know, one of the things you know, cooking at home is one thing, but also too, um, if you follow us individually on Instagram, you know, we also love food outside of home. Yes. Um, and I don't know when that kind of happened. It kind of progressed in our relationship, I feel. Lauren, I feel, has always kind of been on top of all the, the coolest restaurants in town. 
and he used to work at like Masa and all these things. When I came to New York, I was hustling, so <laughs> I had no idea where the coolest restaurants were because I couldn't afford it, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, I you know we talked about our you know our our date at Bianca and kind of how like that kind of spurned you know this kind of collective love of of going out and food. But I I do have to say, because no offense to anybody that may have dated before but <laughs> it are they is, listening i don't know <gasps> oh my gosh but <laughs> it it is like a really cool thing to you know i'm not saying i'm like a food snob but i like good food i like the taste of good food and it's really cool to be able to date somebody and they kind of have the same experience around food that they like mm-hmm. good food you know, I don't feel like we're snobs around food. No, but we get excited about we, flavors. Yes. And it's the, it's the, sometimes it's not even about, most of the time it's not about like going out and sitting down to eat. It's like the experience of, of the eating. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I feel like, well, I, I, I do feel like, you know, we kind of maybe challenge, not really challenge ourselves, but it is kind of cool in our relationship where we've evolved to, you know, we have to, you know, we have a dining out budget. As you know, if you've listened to, like, some of our early episodes, and, like, yeah. it's just, like, kind of really cool to see us like when we travel we make sure to like budget for food <laughs> budget time and money for food um when we're at home we try to you know maybe look for different restaurants that we want to go to or restaurants that we have been to before that we know the experience is great we know that the food is great um and it's kind of really cool to see that um and like i said you know there's not like there's been people you know women people i've dated before or like i've seen other couples and they there might be a mismatch in terms of like how eager they are to try different foods together right and i feel like we kind of clicked in that regard where we're fairly adventurous um lauren i think the only thing way that we kind of differ is maybe on spicy spicy stuff and you know <laughs> lauren spicy lauren pretty much can like chug a bottle of hot sauce <laughs> um where i'm not the same way hot ones if you're listening <laughs> i'm ready for the challenge <laughs> put me on put me in coach <laughs> so um but yeah it's just like really cool to see that in our relationship yeah i like that about us too I like how adventurous you can be, because you wouldn't know it to look at you. <laughs> what does that mean? Just like on paper, it doesn't seem like you should have an adventurous spirit when it comes to food. You know, you're like a by the book guy, even just talking about, you know, cooking and the experience of cooking. You're like, I need a recipe and I'm not like you know, ready to get creative, which I'm going to teach you how to access the the love ingredient inside of yourself. But, you know, you just wouldn't know it about you. So it's a little surprise for me all the time. First off, (laughs) 
Yes, husband. No, I was actually going to say, like, the, the teaching the love and greed inside yourself, that sounds like a cookbook right there. Ow. Let's market that. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, I I guess I'm, I, I don't know if I should be offended by, by the book. But. <laughs> but you are. You're like. That's that's just you. Own that, babe. You're okay. always like, I own it. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's just who you are. That's how we are. We're like yin and yang in a lot of ways, I feel. So I, I do have to say, you know, I, I think I grew up, you know, growing up down south, like, for the most part, you kind of eat, you know, roughly the same thing, like, all the time, like, American food. Mm. Um, it's changed a lot, even down south. There's, you know, all, you know, Greek and Mediterranean and Middle Eastern. Like, like even, like, now when I go back to Alabama, it's kind of crazy to see, like, the explosion of different food cultures. cultures. But I didn't have that growing up. Um, I think the, the first time where I took a, a, a leap of faith was when I was in Scotland. And I had haggis, which is, like... <laughs> sheep intestine yeah and basically they're serving it and i'm like oh this is pretty good and everybody else i was a study abroad trip and everybody else was just like you know like no and i'm like okay cool i'm gonna eat that off your plate because this is pretty good yeah um and i think that like that was kind of the point where i kind of maybe got more adventurous Mm -hmm. and there's a point where i didn't eat sushi because like Growing up, sushi was like, oh, it's raw fish. Mm-hmm. And now I eat sushi like maybe once a week now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely evolved into this. And living in New York and, you know, even living in D.C. too, you know, being around all of these cultures like makes it a lot easier. Um, more accessible. Yeah, a lot more accessible. Because a lot of times when you're in smaller towns, um, there are are these kinds of foods and these are these options but if it's the good stuff it's like really expensive yeah and it's it's not even i don't know yeah. i i wouldn't even say it's even as good as it could be yeah. in say a larger city and like you're i feel like people want to try and like protect you or put you in a box as a kid you know, so like if you're if you're in a just a normal home life, I don't know what normal is, but if you're in a home and you've got your parent or parents and they're raising you and your brothers and sisters, like it's just, it's just like okay, here's what's easy. Like I remember eating chicken nuggets all the time. And oh I was, yeah, no, I love chicken nuggets. I, I still love chicken nuggets. <laughs> like. You know, going to McDonald's, that that's the business. Let's go. Let's do it. And the fanciest restaurants I think about when I'm when I'm thinking about being a kid, it's like hearing about Wolfgang Pucks and like it's like, okay, yeah, Wolfgang Pucks, let's go. I remember like having my first kind of elevated restaurant experience going to a place that didn't have another location. Um was this place called Doolin's. Okay. And it was owned by, I think it was owned by Denzel Washington. Oh, wow. Or he was involved in some way. And I remember hearing about it a lot on the radio. And one day we went there with my with my family. 
Um, and it was like, it was a big deal. It was a big deal to be at Doolin's. And I was like, well, this is nice. Um, it wasn't like super special food. I, I don't even remember what food was there. Um, but I, I think that's kind of my first memory of like a food experience or a restaurant experience. Yeah. And I think like growing up, you know, in a small town, like we would see <laughs> chefs on Food Network and we're just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, we'll probably never go there. You know, it just it is what it is, you know. Right. Um, I, I think it's, it wasn't until maybe late college or graduating from college that I started like exploring things outside of chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, just because again, like that's, you know, and no, no diss to chain restaurants, like Applebee's like comes through in the clutch sometimes. Um, but I, yeah, it wasn't until really I started going to DC, like went until I moved to DC especially not until I moved to New York that I was just kind of like up, uh, almost up for anything. And I'm not saying like that's every single day. Yeah. I have my staples and I'm more used to maybe eating the same food every day <laughs> than you are. Yeah. Um, but if I'm paying for a meal, I'm going out, like I, you know, I want experience. I want to experience stuff. And I want like the, that the umami, you know, give me that umami. Six taste. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's really cool that we kind of came from these two different paths, but we kind of converged. And when we, you know, just everything, like, you know, I feel like we have this kind of elevated sense from, like, coffee to, you know, like, cocktails and, you know, beer and things like that. But I think we're also grounded in the fact that if we don't have those things, we'll be okay. Yes. Um, but recently, we've had some really cool and or amazing food experiences. Yeah. That I think have really kind of, maybe some people say make us more bougie. <laughs> but I would say has kind of really kind of, it's been really cool to share these experiences with you, baby. Just because it's kind of strengthened our relationship and strengthen like the presence of food in that relationship as well mm-hmm. knock knock on that <laughs> um so we're gonna tell you about our our top five top five top five um uh food experiences that we've had in the last two years and uh winston's gonna kick it off i guess in no particular order unless we want to go in order i don't know if we want to do like the top the are bottom. we gonna rank this I can't rank it. Uh, I can't rank it right now. It's not right. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll have, I don't know if we'll have different rankings or not. Probably. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll rank it for like the gram. Okay. Um, But, so let's just go in order. I So we went to the spot um, called Spoken English in D.C. Um, and basically it's at this hotel called The Line and... It was a really cool experience. The chef's table, you book it, and everybody, you're like, you're sitting, you go down this little hallway, and you go down, and you're basically in the kitchen, and you're all standing up, and it's kind of like this Japanese Asian fusion. That was so cool. I love it so much. <laughs> I think this is my number one. 
I, <laughs> it was the first one that I thought of when when we were trying to put together this podcast guideline today. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, you just don't have that happen, um, I feel like, anywhere. <laughs> it's a really cool experience. It's unique. Um, like, there are... There are places where you, you, in New York anyway, where you kind of dip underground. I'm thinking of like Rain's Law Room and um, where you go back behind the curtain thinking of like La Esquina yeah, um, for tacos and, and drinks and fun. Um, but like there was, it, the whole thing was just you standing up, having this tasting menu and you get to watch the whole thing unfold. Like you watch the guy make the food <laughs> yeah no it's it's really 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 cool um shouts to chef eric uh, gang um who i think that's his idea um and yeah you're standing it's like it's not for everybody you're yeah. standing up the whole time right you have this group table mm-hmm. so it's kind of like this communal experience you don't know where you're, who you're going to like sit next to it might be somebody like that's chatty or whatever. You just have to deal with it. The gals next to us were chill though. They they're cool. They're they were, cool. They were looking at our food. They yeah. were jealous of what we ordered. Yeah. <laughs> um, we ordered this like Japanese pancake with ca- caviar. It's really cool. Um, and I I I feel like this experience may exist in New York, but it may not be as accessible as the experience right. in DC. Like yeah. I know chef tables exist, and but I feel like. This experience you kind of can book. It, you don't have to know a chef mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, I probably wouldn't rank that my number one. Um, I know. <laughs> what I might rank my number one <laughs> is we went to the Shukman Ramen place in Tokyo that was probably like the best all around ramen experience I've ever had. And can't tell you the name of it. Nope. No idea. <laughs> Doesn't have an English name. So. We were by that really important temple. Yes. Um, Shin- when we went. Shoji Temple, I believe. Yeah. And we went the day before, um, but we were in Tokyo with our family, well, my family. And. Our family. Our family. We're married now. Yes. And this is Mary. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> um, and you know, we're like, well, we kind of already seen this. Let's go and like try this Shukman ramen spot. So Shukman ramen, if you don't know, is essentially the broth and the ramen are separate. So the ramen noodles are cold and the broth is warm, and you dip the, the ramen into the broth. Mm, yeah. And it has a completely different flavor palette than having, you know, everything combined. And I first experienced it in LA, this uh, restaurant called Shujita. Shujita, yeah. Yeah, Shujita. Shujita LA. In LA. It's very popular. It's very popular. They have and... like three locations now. Oh, really? They're popping off. Oh, good for them. I mean, maybe it's not all like the ramen ramen, but they they have like three different iterations of their. And I, I do have to say, like the last time I went, it was not that great. Yeah. But um, when we were in Tokyo, we we're like, okay, let's try this. You walk in, and they're making all the ramen. There's like a little ramen factory in the in in like the front of the restaurant, 
And then, so all the ramen is fresh and incredible, Ooh. insane. Ooh. Yeah. We just like, because we also couldn't stay that long because we were waiting for, like, we had this tour bus we had to catch, but it was incredible. Like, the, you know, and then, like, the waitress was wearing like, a Yankees cap. I remember, remember that? <laughs> no. She was wearing <laughs> you a have Yankees an cap. insane memory, though. <laughs> so I we talked about New York. Oh man. Um yeah, cool. it was really, really cool. That's probably my number one. I was really focused on eating. You well, <laughs> as you should be. <laughs> and that was my first time having Sukman too. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah. Um is it Sukman or Shukman? I don't know. Uh oh. We might it might not even be that. I don't want to upset our Japanese listeners. I know. I know. In our we might have to edit fellow ramen heads. We might have to edit it with a proper pronunciation. Let's not. People should just <laughs> deal with us being human. Um, and then also too, like on a side note, we went to the ramen museum in Yokohama, um, which is probably about forty-five minutes south of Tokyo. That was great too. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Surprisingly, the Germans have the best ramen. Who knew? Who knew? Sorry, so, Japan. <laughs> basically, it's it's like you know, a world of ramen. It's yeah, it's a collection of ramen restaurants. Um, they're from all different parts of Japan, and then I think they reserve a slot for like an international ramen restaurant, right? To do like a pop up or something, and that like in, I think right before uh, we went, there's like some ramen restaurant from Brooklyn, and like when we went, there's a ramen restaurant from Berlin. And yeah, that ramen like it tore it up, destroyed, <laughs> destroyed that, destroyed that. Yum yum. Uh, all right. So, what were you? <laughs> where should we go next? Um, I, I think I, the next one is fine. The tetsu. I I'm also realizing that all of our top fives are Asian. Asian. We, so we like Asian cuisine. A I lot. know, but we're, we we missed a, a we missed a Vinta Brin. Oh yeah, in France. Oh man. Yeah, that that, that was special. That was special. Okay, honorary. The sixth man <laughs> is Vinta Brin. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, this place is so epic. So, um, back when I was working at Zocdoc, uh, Winston and I got married. And um, then a year later, we went on our honeymoon. And uh, when we were preparing to go on the honeymoon, like a a month before, I uh, had a chat with, I I guess he was our product manager, I think, at at ZocDoc. I've forgotten his full name, but his first name is Alex. So Alex, if you're listening, we still remember you fondly um, for this recommendation to go to Vintabrand. So uh, Alex's wife, is French and they ended up like being in the south of France for a long period of time. I'm not sure like they would vacation there and go visit her family, whatever. Anyways, one of the last times he was there, he's like, oh, we went to this restaurant, Ventabren. It's like on a cliffside in Provence. You gotta go. And I'm like, okay, we're going. No problem at all. Um, they have a Michelin star. And you couldn't get anything like that, I, I think, in the States without paying a really hefty price tag. Um, and, and for what we got, it was like five courses and a bonus course. Plus a bonus course. Right. So six courses. 
um, in the idyllic setting where you're just on this back patio and looking out over the south of France and the countryside. And it was gorgeous. It was just so pretty. So what a what a deal. Yeah. A steal. Okay. Minus the flight to France. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we actually did get on a pretty good deal, but that's neither here nor there. The sixth man, Le Tab de Vintabrin. Shout out to Vintabrin. So alright, so let's kinda get back to some of our um, other Restaurant selections. So the restaurant that inspired this podcast episode is our new friends at Tetsu. Yay, Tetsu. And basically, so Tetsu's become our cheers. I'm only saying this just because now the manager knows us. We have a, a table like that is pretty much ours. And we have the same waiter, and it just seems like everybody kind of lights up when we come into the door. Um, If you didn't know about Tetsu, it's basically uh, Chef Masa's newest restaurant, and it's in Tribeca. And Lauren is kind of a Chef Masa, I guess, (laughs) protege. Okay, sure. (laughs) I am not a protege of any Chef Masa, but yes, I did... Um, I did used to work at one of his restaurants, uh, and that was in like 2008, I guess, uh, 2007, 2008. Um, I was pretty fresh in New York. I'd been here for maybe about a year. Uh, I just needed a job and I didn't know anything about food at the time, but I just walked in, um, and interviewed and I was like, okay, cool. This is great. And I just got suddenly thrust into the world of a three Michelin star chef. (laughs) Um, And that's just quite the experience. Anyhow, uh, the the cost for eating at the the restaurant that I worked at was pretty high. Um, uh, It's like uh, still one of, I think, one of, if not the most expensive um, plate that you can have in the city or most expensive meal you can have in the city at the time that I was working there was like $400, um, just to sit down. And that was before drinks, it was before tax and tip. (laughs) Winston's widening his eyes (laughs) because every now and then I'll be like, we should just save to go and eat there one day. (laughs) Or we can just go back to France. (laughs) Um, but if you, can't afford masa prices tetsu is a pretty good alternative i think yeah and <laughs> the funny thing about tetsu is like um obviously there's, there's japanese inspired dishes or sushi but the reason why we go to tetsu is because it has the best burger in new york surprise <laughs> you thought we were talking about sushi <laughs> got you um yeah it's okay so first of all, let's also just make clear, I, when I met Winston, I didn't eat red meat. Um, <laughs> I've gone through many a diet in my life. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, for the longest period of time, I did not eat red meat. I started when I was like 11, and I didn't have red meat again until 
maybe 15 years plus later. And even that was just like, ew, gross. Like, this tastes like dirt <laughs> because I hadn't had it for so long and you just lose your taste for it. Um, so when I say that it's the best burger that I've ever had, I don't really have a whole lot to compare it to because when I was eating red meat regularly in my lifetime, it was like McDonald's. <laughs> so I haven't had like amazing burgers in my life, but from what I can tell and what I've honed as far as my taste buds for all the other things that I've eaten, um, which is quite a lot of food, um, I, I know for sure that this is an incredible burger. And Winston, I mean, you you you, I mean, eat, you eat anything I, and everything. I've been eating burgers <laughs> since I was maybe five years old. So, yeah, I mean... Look, I I was really kind of hesitant when Lauren uh, approached me with this idea of going to Tetsu because the burger costs twenty five dollars, and knowing me, I mean you gotta bring it if I'm gonna spend that amount of money for a burger. That's not including like the fries right. or anything that like that's just for the burger. And the reason I found out about it was just because you know I tried to keep tabs on on Masa. You know, you you meet these people who are kind of like chef enthusiasts and like chef groupies. <laughs> I was kind of a groupie of Masa. Um, and so I, I was, uh, happened to be on the Eater website one day and I saw this video with him in it um, talking about Tetsu, talking about the new restaurant and they had him make a burger. And I, that's when I realized we had to have it. Um, he has these special pans that have been created for him for this restaurant specifically. And they're kind of dome shaped. Um, and, and, uh, they have little spikes inside. I don't know if this is going to translate well over our, our podcast, but if you can imagine, or just Google eater video masa <laughs> and you'll find him <laughs> and you can see the pan yourself. Um, but it's, it's neat how it's kind of constructed because it helps to keep all the juices inside. This is the advertisement anyway. Um, so I was like, okay, a really juicy burger. Let's go see if it if it can happen for us. Um, and it did. Oh, good Whoa. lord! Whoa, did it? Yeah. <laughs> so first off, you don't need any ketchup. You don't need any mayo or any sauces or anything. It's just like so naturally juicy that this it just creates its own sauce. <laughs> Oh um, and they, you know, you can spend $5 for, I guess what they call the deluxe, which is, you know, lettuce and onions and, you know, tomatoes. Don't you don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. Just burger and bun and you're good and cheese. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> My mouth is watering right now. <laughs> oh, we need to go back today. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. So Tetsu is uh, definitely top five, top five, top five. And then... Uh, and and that's, that's, that's like basically our new tradition now. Yes. We have to go like once a month. Yes. <laughs> and this podcast is getting a little long in the tooth. I'm sorry we've made everyone hungry on their ride to work. <laughs> uh, but let's make sure we give our shout outs to the remaining of our... Yes. So, uh, Mr. Jews, Mr. Jews in San Francisco, uh, just quickly, a pretty amazing restaurant, probably like one of the top five meals I've had last year. 
Um, and basically, Lauren just told me or, or told us to book the reservation, and we booked it, and I kind of went in sight unseen, and good lord. So... <laughs> That is so smart of you. <laughs> yeah. Just to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, and like we don't remember what we ate. I we remember that the I guess the appetizers were okay, but the main courses were just like amazing. Yeah. Like out of this world, just incredible. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, I remember reading about Mr. Jews in um in Bon Appetit magazine because it was like the number one new restaurant uh, of 2018 or something like 2018 or 2017, something like that. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to go, but for whatever reason, when we went to San Francisco, it didn't register to me that we were there and we could possibly eat there um, until a friend of mine mentioned that one of our mutual friends goes there constantly. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mr. Juice, that sounds familiar. We should do that. Um, and so we did. <laughs> it was such a great, great date night. So thanks for listening to me, husband. Always. <laughs> You're really smart. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and, you know, we, we, we really sound bougie going through these restaurants. But, again, if you listen to our first episode – we budget and plan for these things, yeah. and you know we really kind of think these out. Like they're not really spur of the moment things. We've they, come we try not from to. very very low beginnings. Yes, <laughs> as a couple. Yes. Anyway, so <laughs> we make good financial decisions. Yeah. We save. So when we say when this next thing, because I was just thinking about this, like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about how we went to this spot in Taiwan. <laughs> Um, you know, essentially, again, we sound bougie, but, but it wasn't we, like a fancy place. Oh no, like this, this spot was great. This, like, so basically, we were we went to Taiwan uh, two years ago, and basically, we were jet lagged, <laughs> and we woke up at you know like one, one or two, one yeah. one in the yeah. morning. We woke up at one, and we couldn't get back to sleep. We woke up like it was like five a.m. Or 6 a.m., like, you know, American time. Couldn't get back to sleep. Our bodies are just like, our day has started, right? So <laughs> uh, we ended up watching The Social Network, and, for you know, that was like two hours. And I'd then, never seen it. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And then we are just like, my, our bodies are like, well, we want breakfast, basically, or lunch or whatever. And we, I don't know how we found the spot, but we found this, like, spot that was open, and it was a 24-hour kind of breakfast spot. We were four-squaring when, we yeah. when we were in Taiwan. Yeah. So four-square was our swarm yeah. and swarm. Shouts to four-square. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it was like the Taiwanese Waffle House. You know, open 24 hours. <laughs> had, the, had the breakfast. Had like the interesting characters. And we walked there at about three in the morning. And we got the most bomb meal for basically $5. Like, Steamed pork buns, mm-hmm. dumplings. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what else. Uh, what was the rice things? Um, that's like a staple. We've had the a uh, few places. It's like kind of like these rice patties, almost like rice hash browns. I don't even know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, we had those. <laughs> we. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really amazing, and it was like five bucks, and. Yeah. 
we can't tell you the name of this place <laughs> again. It's just but they're it, all over. They're all over. But it's just yeah. yeah it's like and just, just look for the busy place with yeah. lots of people and a line, and you'll know where to eat and turn yeah. And uh, it's kind of like drunk food, but we weren't drunk. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and then we went to uh, the twenty four hour bookstore yeah. and like hung out there. So we, we walked another like mile, I think, to to that. Um, it, was a, it was just a really cool experience. Just late night eating experiences. Yeah, like in just Taipei. just walking around <laughs> late at night through the heart of the city and to eat. Yeah, <laughs> full full belly. And big smiles on our faces. <laughs> what adventures we've had. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just to sum it up, I mean, food is it's just become this really interesting touch point in our relationship. Um, and I feel like we've come from, like you said, we've come from nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, to get to this point. And it's really kind of cool to sit back and observe that. So, beautiful yeah well said husband <laughs> definitely um again thanks to everybody i think we're going to wrap it up here um thanks to everybody who has subscribed and shared and given us feedback our we, subscribers are the best we love you we love you it's it's just been so cool and humbling to to just receive all the love from from you all so thanks um and share and subscribe and until next time have a great week bye bye